Welcome to the LTC University Podcast, empowering and educating across the great state of South Carolina. Here we go. Welcome to the LTC University Podcast. My name is Jamie Preston, and today we have a special treat. We have Ariel Thompson. She's an occupational therapist at Revive Wellness Studio. Ariel, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, Jamie? It's going great. So I have, I honestly can say, without knowing, I've never spoken to an occupational therapist. So this is exciting. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Ariel, give us an overview of what you do at Revive and and how you help people. Okay, perfect. I'm going to start out by answering, I guess, what a lot of people are curious about. What does an OT actually do? I feel like we're a very unknown profession, but essentially, if you were to take the body and split it between the top half and the bottom half, we do a lot with making sure that you are functional and independent and helping yourself eat, get dressed, um, drive, cook, wash your face, anything of that nature, we're also really big on treating symptoms like carpal tunnel, arthritis, tennis elbow, or like rotator cuff tears. So here at Revive, if you were to get a order for your shoulder, your arm, your elbow, your hand, you'd be seeing me and I would do similar to what the physical therapists do here. So I do myofascial release, which is almost like a slow form of massage. And then at the very end, I might incorporate some range of motion and strengthening exercises to get you back where you were. Sure. Awesome. So, yeah, because I think people, they hear occupational and they think it's just for work. <laughs> yes. They think that I'm going to try to help you get a job. But that's not what I'm, that is not what I'm here for. So they, I when work they, alongside physical therapists and speech yeah, therapists. So when they come in and say, hey, how can you help me with my resume? You're like, that's not what I do. That's not me. <laughs> now, if you had issues like typing or writing, because that's kind of what you do with your hands, I could help you with that. There you but go. I can't help you get the actual job. You got to do that yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what is the number one thing that you see coming in to revive um, injury that you're treating? Or, or Tell us kind of the number one thing you see. All right. I would probably say... Can I give you top three? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I would probably see, I, I'd probably see, yeah, see the most carpal tunnel injuries. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to be arthritis. And then following that, I see a lot of shoulder pain. So if gotcha. it's from the rotator cuff tear, but yes, a lot of numbness and tingling from carpal tunnel. Mm -hmm. I get so much arthritis. And I especially saw that. When it's really cold outside, people's arthritis seems to flare up. Yeah. Or when it's raining, I always hear my patients say, I can feel it's about to rain. <laughs> so that, yeah, as well yeah. as shoulder pain. So so let's get into carpal tunnel, carpal tunnel first. What causes mm -hmm. carpal tunnel? I would probably say, okay, so the technical thing or the biological thing with your body is that a nerve that runs you imagine from like your neck down your arm mm -hmm. and it goes into your hand, that nerve gets compressed. Now what causes that is, I'd probably say 80% of my patients get that from sitting at a desk job. So a good bit of people across the US, especially now with everyone being on Zoom and doing phone conference, video conferences, 
just sitting there repetitively for hours on time typing, your body may not, may not be positioned in an ideal state. That's what's going to cause it. I also get, if you've ever, a lot of construction workers, so men who may mm -hmm. work with jack, like a jackhammer or right. work out in the field hammering, because of all that vibration, mm -hmm. the nerve gets aggravated a lot. So I'll yeah. see a lot of construction workers as well with it. Yeah, that's interesting because I always thought it was more of like a, when I heard it, because I, I don't know what I, I don't know anything about mm -hmm. it, but I always thought it was more of a joint pain or like muscle, but it's really a nerve mm -hmm. issue. It's the nerve. Yep. It's, wow. it's your median nerve. Huh. That's very yes. interesting. So, so tell us more about the symptoms that people feel when they get carpal tunnel. Okay. So when people get carpal tunnel, one of the first things that I normally hear is a lot of people have issues sleeping at night. If you've ever heard of like restless leg, it's almost like their hands have this pain, but it like a tingling numbness. And it's like, they can't get it to go away. Sure. Um, I think at work, when you're in the zone and you're focused on so much, a lot of people overlook that pain. Mm -hmm. And then you know how you go at home and you're about to go to sleep and you kind of calm down and relax. Yeah. It's like that's when the pain gets them. Right. So I, I hear a lot of numbness and tingling. Their fingertips go numb. A lot of people's hands and fingers actually get get cold. Um, and the fingers that it affects most are your thumb your index and your middle finger. And it's on the palm of your hand mm -hmm. because that nerve runs right from your wrist into the palm. Mm -hmm. So, okay. yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's mainly pain that you're going to feel. Yeah. Pain and numbness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pain and numbness. Wow. That's very interesting. That is, I never thought, I didn't think about that for carpal tunnel. So yeah. Yeah. So let's go into how do you treat it? What, what are some of the treatments that you provide? Okay, so in therapy, there's two types of treatment. There is something called conservative, meaning you don't get surgery. Mm -hmm. And then there is surgical treatment. So if you were to come into therapy and you were just having this, I would start with some form of massage because we want to get everything flowing as normal as we can. We might do ultrasound. So the ultrasound's not going to show me a picture like in the hospital, but it's going to warm up your tissues so that we can um, kind of move it. I'm going to get you moving your fingers. So I might have you do some grip strength things. Mm -hmm. I might have you do some strong therapeutic exercises. Um, and then I'm going to kind of go up your arm because remember I told you that nerve kind of starts at your neck. Right. So we might strengthen the elbow, the shoulders. So we'll start at the hand and work our way up to your shoulder. Right. Yeah. The nerve stuff is so weird to me because you yes. hear somebody say, yeah, I've got this pain in my back. And they're like, well, no, the nerves in your toe. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it doesn't yes. make any sense to me. So, um, so I think my be another thing we'll do is there's something called glides, nerve glides. Mm -hmm. And what you're trying to do, if that nerve is being compressed for so long, you're trying to loosen it up from where it's stuck at. Uh -huh. So we would do some exercises that kind of help you floss or glide that nerve back and forth. Right. Yes. Nice. Yeah. And so is myofascial release, is that another treatment for this? Yes, it definitely is. Yeah. Um, and explain, and yeah, explain uh, to people what that is. Yeah, I was going to say, for those of you who don't know what myofascial release may be, it's a very slow type of massage, I would say. In a session here, we treat for about 45 minutes. 
and I might do seven or eight positions where I apply deep pressure to your body in just a sustained hold. So there might be some stretching incorporated, but for carpal tunnel, because I said it affects your thumb and fingers, I would do a lot of compression with slow, deep pressure at your hand, your palms, your forearm, and then just kind of work my way up. Okay. But with that, you can also target different areas because a lot of times, like you said earlier, you might feel like the pain is in your toe, but it's coming from your back. Mm -hmm. So where the pain might be in your hands, I would also treat your neck, your shoulders. I might treat a little bit of your abdomen because all that restriction is going to affect your, bo your body and your hands. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. great. And, and yeah, and I, I love that you guys treat that there because, like, who wants to have surgery? I've seen people that have carpal tunnel surgery. It seems like people working on your hands or cutting into your hands just seems super painful to me. Yeah. Yeah. That is and it. it's – I can't – I don't want to sit there and say it's bad, but I feel like with surgery, I've seen people go through surgery and three months later they're back at square one, especially once they return back to that same job. Right. What's so, some, what are some things that people can do at work or at home to help alleviate carpal tunnel? So a big thing is posture and positioning. A lot of times people work at a desk that's not made for their body. If I have a super tall gentleman, he might be leaned over. His arms might be lower. So proper positioning is very important. If you have to elevate your computer screen or some stores will sell like those Cushions you could put at the bottom of your keyboard mm -hmm. to kind of prop your wrist on so that you're in a good position. So I think that as well as I know some jobs are hectic, but if you could just take a break and stretch your arm out in between, shake it off, you know, walk around to get out of that sedentary position, those yeah. would be ideal. Great. Um, let's go into the number two uh, most thing you, you see. And that's arthritis. Arthritis. Now, yes. cor correct me if I'm wrong. Most people will get some form of arthritis in their lifetime. Oh, you're definitely right. Definitely right. Yeah. I would probably say about 50 to 60% of the population are going to get it. Um, because we use our hands so much, mm -hmm. we, well, we use our arms and our legs throughout the day. So you're going to see a lot of hip and knee. If you've ever met a person who's had a hip replacement or a knee replacement, mm -hmm. that's probably because arthritis has gotten in that joint and it's literally bone rubbing on bone. Right. So arthritis is like an inflammation and the joint can get so inflamed that it just causes severe pain. Mm -hmm. um, when you walk, when you move, when you grab things. So I can't tell you, I'd probably say with, about 80% of the patients that we see as therapists, a good bit of them have arthritis as a secondary yeah. symptom. So everybody has arthritis, unfortunately. Right. Yeah, right. Um, I know I've had issues with shoulder things in the past. Um, I, I, yes. had to get a, I had to get a cortisone shot on my shoulder, um, which yes. luckily did that help fixed you out? it. It did. And I never have had any issues with it since, which is yes. crazy. But the needle scared me to death. So oh, yeah. it was super long. Um, a person had to stretch my arm out, separate oh, my, my shoulder. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness. It wasn't at the end. It wasn't so bad. And it actually relieved the pain. But but it was kind of traumatic. I mean, when I saw that 
and it's like a thick needle and a thick needle. Yeah. So you mentioned something really good. So I, as I mentioned, arthritis is when you have a lot of inflammation, mm -hmm. whenever you get a lot of people get injections and they say it lasts so long and it feels really good. But what that injection does is this medication to help calm that inflammation, that swelling. Right. So I see patients get injections and it lasts for 10 years. Mm -hmm. Then I've seen patients get injections and it lasts for three months. It kind of just depends on how bad your joint is. Right. Absolutely. But I'm glad to hear you got relief from that. Yeah, I did. Now, yeah, and I haven't had any issues since. Um, so what causes, you know, arthritis? Arthritis just occurs over time. If you think about it, every day we walk, we get up, we're gripping things, we're opening jars. Some of my gentlemen might work or, you know, not. I don't just want to limit it to men. Some people might work and they hammer all day. Mm -hmm. Some people might type all day. Um, just, I would say it's a lot of trauma and repetition. Now, I can't say there's one exact thing to contribute to it because it could be so much, but also because as you get older, you got to think we have one body. Right. So if you're getting all this trauma to your hand or your knee or your shoulder mm -hmm. over time, it's just going to irritate that joint. Sure. Absolutely. So, yeah. And, and so what are kind of the symptoms of arthritis? What are people feeling when they get it? I'm pretty sure I have some in my hands. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, you probably do. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm um, and this is probably a really bad habit. But I can't, I've cracked my knuckles on this podcast. All People the time. probably heard it. Yeah. I crack my knuckles. I probably, I know it's probably horrible for my joints. But, right. But yeah. What, yeah. What, what are the symptoms? So, I think most people, when they have arthritis, you will see it in, I think that the joint that's most visible that you can see is somewhere on your hands. So your first knuckle, or like when you make a fist, that knuckle there, you might see it'll be very red and very swollen. So you ever look at your grandparents' hands mm -hmm. and there's redness kind of surrounding those knuckles, um, just kind of swollen. And at times with some people, their fingers or hands might even shift. Now it's harder to see arthritis in your hip or your knee mm -hmm. because it's a larger joint. But I think the best place you could see it is in your shoulder. So I would say redness is very swollen and it just looks inflamed. Like it looks looks like something's in there aggravating it. Right. Yeah. Um, the symptoms is they get a lot of pain. I kind of mentioned this earlier on. I'll have patients come and I kid you not. We've had so much rain in cold weather this past right. winter. People come in like, man, it's going to rain tomorrow. So they say they could feel the weather. Right. <laughs> um, they could feel the cold. And mm -hmm. I'm like, no, it's sunny outside. And they're like, it's going to rain later. I kid you not, an hour later, uh -huh. after all my patients have told me this, the rain starts coming down. Wow. So yeah. it's a deep achiness, they, they they say. Yeah, and they're probably more correct than the uh, weather person. <laughs> than the weatherman, right? <laughs> I feel like, go to an old person uh, yeah. if you want to know about arthritis. <laughs> don't, look, don't watch the weather. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um so what are the different, because I know there's different types of arthritis. There's yeah. rheumatoid arthritis, which can be very bad and mm -hmm. <clears throat> just completely debilitating. Um, what are the different types that you guys treat? So you mentioned, so there's two primary types of arthritis. There's rheumatoid arthritis and there's osteoarthritis. Rheumatoid arthritis is actually, it's an autoimmune condition. So... There's no link 
what exactly causes it, but it has different phases. So it can affect your body over time. And these are the patients who you'll see with zigzag fingers, I like sure. to say. Their fingers are kind of curved off to the side. Mm -hmm. So that's rheumatoid. The fingers almost start to twist and the joints just become out of place. Technically, there is nothing you can do. You can just assist them. I might tell patients to apply heat or just gently stretch because with arth arthritis, it's hard to treat because you don't want to infl inflame them more. You don't want to flare right. it up even more than what's sure. already going on. So you have RA and then you have osteoarthritis, which is kind of what we were discussing earlier. It's more of osteo being bone. Mm -hmm. So it's more of like that bone in that joint rubbing and becoming inflamed. You can treat osteoarthritis, but similar to RA, you want to be very gentle. And I always stress heat over cold, because if you think about it, when you're cold, your body gets really stiff and mm -hmm. tight. And if you already have issues with your bones moving, you want to warm those joints up so they can glide a bit smoother. Yeah. So heat's going to be a big factor. Mm -hmm. So, so I don't, I don't know if this has anything to do with this, yeah. but the, um, athletes when they get done with a game they go yes. get in an ice bath is that good for you because i've heard i've heard both you heard both yes okay the pick your poison the heat versus ice this is a big a big debate um if you think about athletes a lot of them have underlying conditions um Anytime something is cold, it's going to tighten up or constrict. Mm -hmm. So if you have something that's been, think about it, athletes go so hard for 45 minutes, an hour of a game, a lot of trauma. Um, so a lot of things can become inflamed and swollen during mm -hmm. that moment. 40. All right. Um, so if you ever see people go into a cryo machine or an ice bath after a game, what they're doing is they're slowing down how that blood flows and it's helping to reduce some of the pain and discomfort after your muscles. Cause think about it, they're so hot, things are flowing, things are moving. They're kind of slowing, slowing it down to delay some soreness. Right. Um, on the other hand, if you just had like a, a really big game and you see athletes go, and if I were to sit there, they're already hot, their blood's already pumping, everything's already flowing. You want the body to kind of slow down. So if I were to add heat, heat just allows things to open up and things to flow quicker. Right. So it would kind of be unideal to do that. Mm -hmm. The thing about arthritis is that, yeah, you would think, oh, okay, if these joints are swollen, if there's redness and they're inflamed, wouldn't ice be good? Yes, but at the same time, as you age, your joints and the cartilage between it kind of wears down. Uh-huh. So if you put cold in there, it's going to make those joints and those bones very stiff, and it's not going to allow them to move freely. Gotcha. So that would be the difference. Okay. A lot of a lot of conditions are pick your poison, but rule of thumb, if you ever got, I don't know, hit or you ever had a bad injury at first, they want to put ice on it to kind of slow everything down. Right. And then a few weeks later, you would like to start heating it. Okay. So that's rule of thumb normally. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so what are some of the treatments you guys use for arthritis? One of my, okay, so this is a treatment that we kind of had to stop because of COVID. But one of the things that I'm really big on with my arthritis patients is, paraffin bath, 
some of my ladies might know this if they've ever gone to the nail salon and they've allowed them to dip their hands or finger in wax. Mm -hmm. But it's a warm wax bath that I'll put a patient's hand in. I'll take it out and I'll wrap it up and then I'll put a heating pad on top. And this just provides a really deep, really slow heat. Um, we do the myofascial release. So we do a lot of the massage and very gently kind of stretch out the muscles and joints. Right. You always want to do things to tolerance because these patients and their hands and their joints are very sensitive and tender. And then just uh, gentle massage. So I would take lotion or massage cream or some people use icy hot and I'd kind of go from there and just mas massage the joints. Right. From the ends of like the fingers up through the arm. You can mm -hmm. do the same thing at the knee and you always want to massage up towards the heart. So, yeah. Gotcha. Wow. Um, so remind me of the third thing, the third most thing you guys see at Revive. The third most common thing that I see a lot of is shoulder pain, okay. such as rotator cuff repair. Yeah. So what are the symptoms of, of that? With this, you get a lot of severe pain. Um, patients can't lift their arm up. So a normal person should be able to lift their arm about 130 degrees or like up to their ear. Mm -hmm. A lot of patients, depending on the muscle, they can't get their arm up past shoulder height. They might have joint popping. Um, Good to go. All right. So yeah, you might have joint popping, a lot of just generalized pain. What we would do to treat that is in session, you would come in and we would either put you on heat or ice. Um, I might do some gentle stretching or some myofascial release or massage. Mm -hmm. And then this is where the weights, weight training comes in. So y'all are probably familiar with like the therapeutic bands. So the yellow, green, red therabands, we would give you some those exercises. I would do some overhead strengthening for you. Um, and for some of my people who are more active, I might even give them a program that they could work on at their home gym or out in the gym. Sure. And mm -hmm, just kind of ease them into that so they could tolerate it. Now, if it gets bad enough, I will say about 40% of the population do wind up having, if they have a rotator cuff tear, surgery on it. But this is later on down the road in life. So if it got to the point you couldn't tolerate it, at that point, I would recommend surgery for you. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's yes. what we want to, that's what we want to steer clear of. <laughs> yes. That's the purpose of coming to therapy. Absolutely. So how would, how would a provider or doctor refer to you guys? Um, it definitely depends on setting, but thankfully here we have the doctor office right across the street and we have some of the um, nurse practitioners who do house calls. So if they see a patient who benefits, they can call us. We also have patients who would like to walk into the clinic if they have something go on. That is fine, but with therapy, you need an order. So we would then, if people walked in, we would then refer them to their primary care physician, say, hey, tell them this is what's going on, have them write you a therapy order, and we could get the ball rolling. Awesome. Ariel, thanks so much for being on the podcast. This has been very informative. And uh, yeah, go to Revive Wellness Studio. They do so much there. It's in downtown Columbia, South Carolina. Um, it's a great place. They do everything from IV therapy 
to physical therapy and, and occupational therapy. So, Ariel, thanks again for being on the podcast. I appreciate y'all so much. Uh, thank you again, Jamie, for taking time to do this and learning what occupational therapy is. Yeah. Y'all have a good day. Just a couple of announcements. Every single month, on the first Monday of the month, we have an event called the Community Leadership Assembly. You are invited, especially if you're an assisted living administrator or skilled facility administrator and a social worker. You can earn up to three CEU credits. At this event, you'll hear from a couple different speakers, and we're going to provide lunch for only $10 you don't want to miss it. So make sure you come to 1626 on Main in Columbia, South Carolina. You won't read. Also, if you'd be so kind to write a review for the LTC University podcast, give us a five-star rating. We would really appreciate it. We'd love for you to check us out on social media. You can go find us at LTC University on much. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Let's continue to learn together. Have a great day.